Publisher Podcast, Episode 53. Welcome to the Publisher Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your way Welcome to November. I cannot believe it is already November 2021. This year has flown by so fast. I'm so confused. I'm in that COVID warp zone where I keep saying it's 2020. Sometimes I say it's 2022. I really have no idea who I am anymore or where I am. Does anybody get that? Um, But it also means that this is the last month that the Women in Publishing Summit tickets are on super duper early word pricing at $100 off. So please, before December 1st, if you're planning on joining us this year, which you're not going to want to miss it. It is running all live. We have 16 presentations per day. Of course, those aren't 16 presentations that everybody's going to want to attend, so don't freak out. There's about four learning blocks per day um, that you can choose from, So, uh, and, and we've got them all divided up so that nobody's having to compete over things that they really want to listen to at the same time. So like we'll run one for fiction authors, nonfiction authors, and children's book authors at the same time so that you can go to your appropriate place. But it's really great because they're not pre-recorded this year. They're going to be live sessions, so you'll be able to engage with the presenters and ask questions during the workshop, which should be really nice. So um, anyway, you can go to womeninpublishingsummit.com, grab those tickets. They're only $97 right now, and that is for a whole lot of education and training. Everything will be recorded. You have lifetime access, so you can go watch those presentations whenever you want if you couldn't be there for the whole live event. And, you know, all kinds of fun events. We'll have our coffee chats and networking sessions. We've got some special sessions planned throughout the event, and I'm just super excited about the way it's shaking out. And March feels like a long way away, but let me tell you, this year went by so fast. Um, March is basically already here. That's the way I kind of feel about it right now. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com. Grab your ticket while it's on Early Bird. Check out our events page. You're definitely going to want to see what webinars we have going on. Um, we're, we're doing a free webinar every single month. Lots of great stuff coming up in advance of the and leading into the conference. And yeah, it's lots of good stuff happening. So let's talk about prioritization because speaking of lots of stuff happening, we just had a couple of book launches, um, one that was one of my clients and one that um, was a friend who I was supporting kind of from the, well, Heather, she was on the show last uh, last week, you heard from Heather Vickery. So kind of watching that and seeing how it went. And you know what? The The thing that I wanted to talk about today is the anxiety and the stress that comes around a book launch. And I I saw this play out by watching both authors launching their books at about the same time. The other one was Sarah Schwartz, um, who launched a middle grade book called Game Over Shrink Withers, which if you don't, if you have children in the, I'd say seven to 11 age range and you like fast paced adventures, um, I would definitely check out Game Over Shrink Withers. We really enjoyed it. I read it with my nine year old and um, it's really short chapters. It's really fast moving. It was, you know, in this day and age where it's so hard 
hard to keep so many kids' attention because of all of the electronics that they're exposed to. It was really nice to have a book that was a really quick read and kept us on the edge of our seats. But I digress here. Watching both of them with two very different books. Um, Heather's book is a is a business self, um, not really business, but it, it can be for business owners or for anybody who's trying to just overcome their fears and move forward in their life. But a self-help type book versus a middle grade book. So many things were similar and so many things were different, obviously. Um, but one of the things that was the same was the author's level of anxiety around the launch. And even though they both had very different goals, I know that Heather wanted to wanted to just have top of the charts. You know, she was very excited about hitting number one in multiple categories, new releases on Amazon. And Sarah is... 84 years old, I believe. And um, and for her, this is a book that she's been working on for years and years and years. And she was just tickled to death to finally have her middle grade book published and wasn't so worried necessarily about sales ranking and all those types of things. But regardless, I saw both women and we see all women, no matter what no matter what the goal is, on launch day, you are sitting there watching, 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 and seeing what happens. And, um, you know, watching the reviews, stressing out about negative reviews because everybody gets them. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're writing. You are bound to get a negative review at some point in time. Um, watching the categories, seeing if you can make it to the top of a category, refreshing your sales page numbers, trying to watch those numbers and do all those things. Like it just, everybody goes through this no matter what your goals are with launch. And, um, you know, it, it made me think about a lot of things. First of all, it reminded me because we're hundreds of launches in now at this point in time with authors. And one of the things that's exciting to me or that I love is that no matter how many times we launch a book, it's always like the first time. It's always that just like excitement and 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 hearing the author talk about how how happy they are and how excited they are. It's just it's wonderful to be a part of that. But it also made me really think about a question that one of our um our members of our Write, Publish, Sell membership uh, community had asked about, and that was prioritization. So I want to talk about this for a minute because what often happens is that you feel like there is plenty of time before your launch, plenty of time. I've got time to do all the things. Just like I'm talking about the sales for the conference, like it feels like March is a long way away, but I feel like I'm six months behind on all the things that need to happen. And that's how it often feels with the book launch too. Like you feel like you have plenty of time to do all the things and then you don't realize how long all the things take. So for example, Maybe you're done writing your book and you're thinking, okay, it's early November. I should be able to publish this book by February. No problem. Well, do you realize that to have the book done and out by February, if you're looking for a big launch, like you need to have that book in the hands of potential endorsers now. Um, so if you're thinking about a February or, or March launch? Do you already have a list of advanced readers? Do you already have a list of people that you've researched that could be good people for blurbs or endorsements? So blurbs or endorsements are different from advanced readers because uh, while they are reading a copy of your book in advance, they're the people 
who are going to submit a, a quick blurb, a quick review to you in advance so that you can put them on your sales pages, so that you can put maybe the best ones on the cover of your book, um, editorial reviews, for example. Did you realize many of these places request to see a book a minimum of three months, and many of them are four to six months um, out from publication? So you have to be thinking about the fact that you really, really need six months from the time your book is final final like that arc copy that advanced review um advanced review copy now i want to make a caveat here because there are some of you who are writing in a totally different um writing and publishing in a totally different fashion than what our normal launch strategy goes to our normal launch strategy is geared towards first maybe second or third time authors people who don't have a lot of followers or um haven't built an email list yet haven't don't aren't known to the world as a as an author yet um that this is their one book that they're publishing this year or maybe ever um that it's going to be a long time before they publish their next book so with those people in mind it is crucially important that the groundwork that the foundation for launch is established and um and done really well so that their launch is solid foundation for the continuation of their marketing. I'm going to come back to that in a minute because your launch day is not the end of marketing. It's actually just the beginning. Um, but for those of you who are writing maybe novellas or or romance books that are quicker to write, um, that you have a plan of, of launching more than two books a year, your timeline is obviously going to be a lot faster. You obviously cannot do a six month lead in to books that you're launching two or three if you're launching two or three times a year right so your strategy is going to be a little bit different and what i would tell you to do is to continuously you know do as much as you can to lead up to that first book if you're already beyond that point then um use every launch that you have as an opportunity to promote the books on your backlist. So when you're doing the launch, maybe this is your third or fourth book that you're launching, make sure that you're running paid promos to um, the first couple books, dropping the price to 99 cents if you feel comfortable doing that on your ebook on Amazon, um, running paid promos, uh, getting other people to come out and, and review your book. But you should still, it's still important until you're to the point where you have I'd say at least six books out there and and hundreds of reviews and just, you know, there's no problems with sales. I was talking to an author the other day who has reached this place. She's got lots and lots of books and things are doing well. And she said to me, yeah, the last book launch, it went okay. I was a little disappointed because I only had a thousand pre-orders and I almost spit my tea out. I was like, uh, most people that we work with would be happy to see a thousand orders in their first month, in their first six months. And, that, you know, it feels like a thousand books isn't really that big of a deal. But let me tell you, a thousand books is a lot of books, a lot of books for an indie author, especially a first or second time author who doesn't have a, a large um, community behind them yet. So all that to say that until you're getting to the point where you're disappointed that you only have a thousand pre orders, you have a lot of, of work to do. So for some of you that may be writing more books, that may be where you put your efforts and your priority because 
the, the truth is, the more books you write, one, the better you get as a writer, but two, the bigger of a backlist you have, the more people you can bring into all these books, the more sales you get when you launch a book because now they've got other books to go back and read, um, and, the, and the bigger your audience grows, the more work you have out there. So, you know, and speaking of the prioritization, how do you prioritize what to do? If your goal is to publish more than two books a year, then your prioritization should be set first and foremost on writing really good books and working on your craft and getting those books out there into the world. But you do need to have some level of marketing and audience growth behind you, and whether that is networking with other authors, whether that is running ads on Amazon, you know, there's a, a multitude of things that you can be doing that will still help you see that increase in sales. So I did just want to clarify that point, that there is a difference depending on how many books you're writing, how you're publishing, and, and obviously your timeline can vary depending on those things. However, if this is your first book or second or third book and you didn't see a lot of sales on your first book, if you haven't built an audience already, your platform, and your platform is basically all the followers and all the places, so your email list, your social media following, your um, you know, fans, the, the people who are most likely to buy, review, share about, check out your book, okay? If you haven't built that and you're not putting a lot of time and energy into running ads, then it's a good idea for you to make sure that you do prioritize some level of audience building. Now, this audience building can come across many, many different ways, but here's what I see people doing that makes their launches perhaps not quite as successful as they can as they could be and that is putting way too much stock in one or two marketing endeavors for example instagram in particular tiktok as well um, with bookstagrammers and book talkers is a very fertile ground for getting lots of reviews, lots of action and traction and people talking about your book. We like to use, lo I love book tours. Um, they do blitzes and they do um, book tours where uh, people will get your book in advance. They'll post reviews on Instagram and Goodreads and Amazon. Um, but these don't always, while it's fun to watch and while it's great to see your book and your and your profile grow on Instagram, they don't necessarily result in sales. They just help create buzz. So sometimes they'll result in sales, especially if the if the blogger or the um, reviewer has the just right audience. But a lot of times, these are people who review books. They may or may not have large audiences and their audience may not be the just right audience, or perhaps if they have a large audience, maybe only two or three of them, um, or you know, a, a couple percent of those people will actually be interested in your type of book. So unless you find somebody who is absolutely like dedicated to your genre and your genre specifically, and those can convert in really well. So the reality is that using social media is a tool to grow your platform as a person, and um, but you should not rely on social media just for book sales unless you, you just hit the mother load with somebody. Um, we talked in our TikTok training about a, a gal, a poet, who um, her book sales and her backlist like went through the roof in sales because a very 
well-known, a very popular TikToker read one of her poems on her on her TikTok account. So things like that can happen, but those aren't um, those don't happen all the time. I should say you shouldn't you shouldn't depend on that magical moment um, to to happen to you. You need to do the work in other ways. So what are the other ways, and why should you start so early? Well, it takes time to do all the other things, and the other things consist of a good content strategy all around. And content can be all kinds of different things. Content can be appearances on other podcasts. Content can be appearances at book sale events. Content can be... um, that's not really content, right? But you can create content around that because you can tell everybody, hey, I'm going to be at this event. Come join me. Come see me. Um, Content can be writing blog posts. Content can be all these things that you are doing to create things to get out in the world. They are time consuming and they don't have magical results. So you have to do them consistently to see the results. But other things move the needle a lot faster. Running Facebook ads, running Amazon ads, Um, running Google ads, uh, doing paid promos, participating in um, newsletter swaps with other authors or or group promos, all these types of things. They don't just happen overnight, which is another reason why you need to be starting earlier in the process and you have to have enough time from the time that your book is actually done to get copies, even if it's just a PDF, into the hands of other people. So those are some of the tactics that you can use. But the question was, how do you prioritize doing these things? So uh, Daisha, who asked this question, she's writing her third book. She's got three books that are rolling out, um, you know, on on a fairly short timeline. And she's feeling really pressured because she feels like she needs to spend her time finishing those books. And is like, what do I, where do I need to be focusing my efforts? You know, you talk about building a blog following and building an email list and building your social media and getting on podcasts and all of those things take a lot of time. How do I fit them in? Well, I know this level of stress and anxiety, trust me, better than anybody else. I'm trying to write two books right now. Um, figure out how to do all the things I'm telling everybody else that they need to be doing in the process. And I'm failing because I am so busy trying to do my work, run my business, do all the things required in that. And, um, and also write these books, right? So I totally understand the prioritization. Um, In fact, I have to prioritize. And what I have chosen to prioritize is to work on my Instagram and to build that following of people who appreciate me as a person. I very rarely talk about my books and writing um, on my Instagram. I just show my life because my life, I feel like, attracts the target audience that would also be interested in my books. So I'm looking for middle-aged women who want to read you know, nice little romance books that make them feel better at the end of a crappy day, which is me, right? I've really started enjoying reading just simple, light, clean rom-coms and romance books because they take me out of the garbage that I'm in all day long. And they're simple and they're light. And we know that the world does not happen like what happens in these books, but we don't care because it makes us feel good and it makes us hopeful that there um, can be relationships like that in the world, right? So those are the type of people that I'm trying to attract just by showing up on Instagram and doing my thing. So 
I don't spend a lot of time over there. I try to make a post every day if I can. I don't post every day, but I try to keep that algorithm active. And I spend about five to ten minutes, sometimes more, depending on how good the reels are that day, um, scrolling through and engaging on other people's um, posts because that's important to your algorithm on Instagram as well. Now, this is a long strategy for me because I know that my book is going to go on pre-order in December, fingers crossed. So as I get closer to that, I'm going to do things to hint about the book, maybe post a cover, maybe um, share some uh, uh, a clip or an excerpt, you know, create some fun things to get my audience warmed up to the idea that I'm going to be launching a book. And I'm also going to tell them where they can follow me. I have an author account just for this book. I'm writing under a pen name. And they can follow me at Lexi Haddock Author, and I'll be posting all about the book on that account. So the people who just want to hear about the book can go follow that one. But I'll also be inviting them to go to the link in my bio if they want to download uh, to be a, a part of my advanced reader team and things like that. But it will be done subtly and over time. And hopefully by the time the book launches in March, I'll have built up a good group of people who, one, are truly interested in reading my book because they've come to know me or already know me on Instagram. And two, um, really feel attached to the topic of my book because I've I've, you know, curated an audience of people who would be interested in the same things as me. And that's really how the long strategy on in, on Instagram or any social media can really be to your benefit. Don't come flying in a month before your book launch and just, you know, screaming at the world that this book is coming out. Because first of all, you probably don't have a very big world to scream at if you haven't been building it. And those of you who have been working on your social media, you know it takes time to build that audience. I've, I've been slowly growing mine, and I'm at just over 1,200 followers on Instagram, but that did not happen overnight. That's happened very slowly and very organically, And but my hope is that they are, you know, true fans and many friends. It's many friends, that's true, but the good news about my friends is that they're also my target audience, so that works in my behalf, right? <clears throat> But anyway, I'm not just going to come screaming in three weeks before my launch and just blow up my social media um, uh, account with just, here's my book, go get my book, read my book, do you want my book? Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. (laughs) You have to be creative. There are lots of ways to be creative about your book without screaming about your book at people. For example, my book takes place in Paris. I've got all kinds of fun ways to talk about Paris and my trip and my time there that speaks to the people who are interested in that. That is not, you know, it's not yucky. Um, So in terms of priorities, you know, prioritize your writing first and foremost, always. If you're, you know, if you're really trying to build a, 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 a life as an author, if you're trying to build to be to to bring in enough income to be a professional author, then your writing has to be good. Um, people will forgive you sometimes. Not everybody. People will forgive you for your first book or two having some mistakes and maybe looking and sounding like a first time author's book. Um, and 
that's just kind of the way it is. You know, you have to grow and become a better writer. But with each book, the expectations go higher and higher, and you really need to be working on that craft. Also, you can't build an, a, a, a living as an author if you're not producing many books. And um, that's just that's just the way it is. Yes, you could have a, a New York Times bestseller go bonkers and everybody buy it and do really, really well. And goodness knows, Fifty Shades of Grey stayed up there for months and months and months in the top slots and just sold and sold and sold and sold. And that could be your one and done and that could be enough. But what are the how many times does that happen? It's happened once, maybe twice. Maybe three times, you know, but this is not something that happens to every author. For the majority of authors, um, you have to keep writing books and keep putting them out there. And it's having lots of books and the backlist that's going to uh, to get you that 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 life as a writer. Um, for those of you who are only doing one book, I would say that it's even more important for you to take more time before you get it out the door because having that buzz created before the launch is so crucial to the success to the initial success of the book and getting like for when it comes to retailers and to reviewers and things like that like they want to know about books that are new they don't want to know about books that were published a long time ago um, in most circumstances so you want to catch their attention in the pre-launch marketing so that they're excited about a new book and um and wanting to be a part of that process so anyway um when it comes to prioritization like i can't tell you that it's more important to prioritize this over that i can tell you uh, one thing for sure, and that is every author who has an email list of the right readers sells more books. Maybe not on their first launch because, you know, it's probably a lot of um, advanced readers that got your book free because they clicked on your link in your bio, don't really know you, didn't really know about your book. Maybe they downloaded your book from Book Funnel. You know, there's a lot of uh, getting the right audience um, growing piece. But once you start building the right audience and you have a solid email list, you will sell a lot more books than an author that doesn't have an email list, an email list that is used properly, that is built of the right people and that is um, that's used the way it needs to be used, that you're communicating with them regularly, that you're continuing to provide value, that they know who you are and all of those things. So all that to say that if I was telling you to prioritize on anything, it would be one to work on your writing, and two, to build your email list. So what does that even mean, build your email list? How do I build my email list? Well, the fastest way that you can build your email list is by giving something of value to the people that you're sending to your website. So whether that's your down the download of your entire book, if it's your first book and you're trying to get buzz created around it, downloading a full book if, if you've written multiple books and you want to give away one of your earlier books, having a short story, having a recipe, having a PDF download, 10 steps to how to do whatever the topic of that is relevant to your book, having a couple sample chapters on your website, all of these things. These are ways that you can increase um, if you're writing a children's books, you know, uh, children's book activities that can go along with your book or coloring sheets or things like that. And then once that's all set up, then you want to go to places where the audience is already built, like podcasts, 
like other places where you can get in front of people. And when you're talking about your stuff, you want to make sure that you invite that audience to go get your freebie and get them on your email list. And then you want to make sure that you have emails that automatically go out to them that tell them about you and your books and what you talk about and what you write about and what you're going to provide them through your email list and invite those people to stay with you and then continue to create content that's going to make them want to continue opening your emails. This is not a simple process, okay? This is why we have our Write, Publish, Sell membership group um, so that we can help people through doing things like this. This is why we have our monthly training workshops. This is why we do our monthly free webinars. Um, This is why we run Book Launch in a Box. This is why we do done-for-you launch services because this is not an easy process. But the one thing that I can tell you is that you need to give yourself enough time in the early stages so that you can build that audience. And then look to people like Emily A. Myers. She does great on Instagram. She does a great job pulling in her audience as she's writing her second book and continuing to grow that audience so that by the time the second book launches, she's been working that entire time. She's not doing a whole lot of Go buy my book. My first book was amazing. Look, She does some of these things where she throws in great reviews of her first book, but a lot of her work on social media now is built towards building that, um, that audience for her next book, creating a lot of fun things around the writing process. She really is a good example of how to use Instagram properly. It's Emily A. Myers. She was a guest on the show not too long ago. Um, check her out especially if you're trying to figure out how to continue building your audience through Instagram. So, you know, other than having one-to-one calls with people and figuring out what you are doing specifically and what's happening and what genre you're writing in and how many books you have, like it's really hard for me to give a generic answer to what should I prioritize. But um, for Daisha in particular, what I told her was because you're launching three books in a very similar time frame, focus on writing, getting those books well done, and spend some time, uh, you know, a minimal amount of time, but dedicate a little bit of time each week to growing your platform and to trying to get people, um, you know, give away that first book to as many people as you can to create buzz and an interested um, audience of people who are going to want to want to buy book two and book three, and then make sure when you, um, When you publish the first book, or if you've already published that first book, go in and edit your files and add in a link to an excerpt for the second book or the pre-order page for the second book. Or, you know, you can put a book on pre-order a year in advance. So if you're launching a book now and you know that you're going to publish the second book within a year, just pick a year out and put that bad boy on pre-order. Or if you know it's going to be much shorter than that, you know, but, but give yourself enough time to really do that because sometimes it's the marketing of the second book that's really going to make the biggest difference. And then, of course, with that third book, you should be to the point where you're really starting to see faster growth, assuming that your books are good. Um, but prioritize the writing, prioritize the critique time and feedback time. Get your book right Make sure that it's a good book and that, you, and that you're writing good quality things that people are going to want to give you a second and third chance. So I talked longer than I wanted to on that, but I think it's really important that we all take a step back and one, think about our goals of, that we're trying to achieve and then develop a plan that's going to meet those goals and give yourself enough time to have a realistic 
um, launch to have to have the numbers that are realistic based on what your platform looks like, based on how many people have been pre-reading the book and leaving reviews, based on so many factors. Um, you know, it takes takes some time and consideration and a plan. It takes a plan. You cannot just throw a book on Amazon and expect it to sell. Um, it just doesn't work. Not even with smut. Um, and I know because uh, one of my very first projects was helping um, a very interesting author uh, publish a very interesting book that you would think might just sell because of the nature of the topic. And it did not. Gotta have a plan. All right, y'all. Enjoy NaNoWriMo for anybody who is participating in NaNo this year. Um, if you don't know, we have a free Facebook group, Write, Publish, Sell, um, through my Write, Publish, Sell side of the house. And um, you can find us on Facebook and join us. We are posting daily word goals and having fun over there, encouraging each other through NaNoWriMo. Don't forget, get your ticket at $100 off until December 1st at womeninpublishingsummit.com. And check out all of our upcoming events and webinars. Have a great day and best of luck to you in this wild, wild world of being an author. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.